You're listening to the Piano Pot, where we talk to the brightest minds in the industry about how they are bringing the piano into the 21st century. Welcome back to the Piano Pot. I'm Clara Zhang. Hi, everyone. I'm Yukimi Song. For anyone listening or watching our show for the first time, welcome. Yukimi and I are both classical pianists and piano teachers from New York City. This podcast is for anyone who plays the piano for fun, loves listening to piano music, or for someone who is currently pursuing a career in piano or works in the industry professionally, or anyone who is simply curious about the world of piano music. In each episode, we interview a guest speaker who has been breaking exciting new ground in the music industry. Before getting started, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. Please rate our show or review on Apple Podcasts because every rating review will help people find our show. So this episode is about us, the Yay. the piano pod.、Uh, we are going to talk about why we started, where we are now, where we are going to want to go. You know, Yukimi had a brilliant idea,、uh, summer of. 2020, when when the pandemic first started, and she approached、uh, me and、uh, you know former co-host Eric,、mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, we should do this podcast together. And、um, the first、uh, guest was a、uh, musical psychologist, and、mm-hmm. it was amazing experience. So I thought to myself, well, you know, I love podcasts. I especially before the pandemic, when I was traveling a lot, I. You know, that's what I listen to when I'm commuting. That's what I listen to when I'm working out. It's like a, you know, just something that I just listen to all the time. And so I love the concept of the podcast. And also, it's,、uh, you know, I I realize it's kind of a, a positive、um, way of bringing the community. You know, for me, I always want to bring positivity into the classical music world.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's、uh, how you know we got started. And、uh, Yukimi, what about yours? I know you have huge goals. Yeah,、um, I think in the previous se-、um, interview or、uh, episode, I mentioned. So there was this one professor approached me.、Mm-hmm. We had a l- lunch together because of some sort of、uh, oh, meeting, and he's like, "You know, your background is communications, and have you heard of podcasting?" I'm、mm. like,、uh, "I don't think so." That was back in 2007. So, but I was still using iPod. Remember、that's、iPod?、Right. <laughs> and then not not before.、Uh, that's before smartphones. So podcasting, okay, that's interesting, but I wasn't, I was not in the right place、mm. at the right time, not yet. So,、yes. but that had been back of my mind, and then around that time, I brought this idea to you guys.、Mm-hmm. Podcasting already was the thing,、right. and it still is the thing, and it, it's growing.、Absolutely. And I didn't realize how much of an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can give to the audience, you know, radio show. We I used to listen to radio, and radio shows are hosted by professional radio hosts who've、yep. been doing this in the, in the industry of entertainment for a long time. But podcasting is for anyone. You can、yeah. do it. You can do it. Anyone can do it. Oh, by the way, so toward the end of this episode, we want to show you how to start a podcast. Five simple ways to start the podcast. So、uh, just stay with us. One biggest reason that reasons that I wanted to start the po- podcast was probably from teaching.、Mm. So 
before I came to New York, I was teaching in college. When you are teaching in college and college level student, right. doesn't matter what they are going to become afterward. They may become music therapists. They may become, you know, go to other directions in their lives, but their mindset was already there. I didn't realize until I came to New York and started teaching young children that there was this misunderstanding, mm. miscommunication, sure, or disconnect mm. between me as a, an educator, but particularly as a pianist, mm -hmm. and the market. Yeah. The way they think of piano is like, oh, everything is so comfortable and easy and uh, la, 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 right? As opposed to we pianists, we practice all the time. We don't mm. even have time for anything else. And e not e even then, so play this, you know, etude in certain tempo, that's really challenging still, mm. right? And then, so that really got me. And some of the parents of the students have huge misunderstanding of uh, learning experience. I thought I needed to do something, but mm. I was, I just felt like I was a little guy at that time. And also I needed to establish my life in New York. So I couldn't dare to say, I could dare to say no or, um, no, that's not how it's supposed to, but I just let them, let them have it because mm -hmm. I just did not know how to communicate and mm. how, I did not know how to set the boundary. So now that I am, you know, grown up woman and mm -hmm. <laughs> I have more ex experiences. So I wanted to use this platform to figure out where does this disconnect come from? And, mm. I, you know, I wasn't teaching somebody who wasn't educated, actually Matter of fact, you know, downtown Manhattan, I was teaching. They are all educated people from very famous Ivy League, mm -hmm. you know, graduates from Ivy Leagues. And then they would say something horrendous. Right. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. And I was just... So then when they see classical pianist or classical piano. Right. Or do they even listen to classical music? Do they even know what, it, what this piano lesson would bring mm -hmm. i don't know and i really appreciate them for bringing their kids to sure. lessons but they have no clue what mm. it takes you know so Absolutely. that's the start sorry it's it's a little long oh nothing to apologize no it's <laughs> actually i am learning certain new ideas from you even just from this talk you know i mean i think that was the main thing for me as well i i obviously am you know for those audience that has been following I'm a talker, you know, I love communication. I have been, uh, you know, um, sort of, uh, you know, this personality, I guess, growing up that I was always sort of very bright and bubbly and uh, I'm not shy of speaking up. You know, I was always into public speaking and uh, uh, motivational uh, speeches also, you know, I have been in that world for a long time. So, um, but sometimes, I do feel like it's also important, you know, like for, so for, for my personality, like for some people, if they need to solve some problems, they uh, journal, you know, they write things out. For me, it's like, I kind of 
have to speak up and then these uh, sentences I speak sometimes get all the clues together and then mm. I understand you know so I, I really appreciate your sharing of that um, and I had similar you know uh, experiences um, for me the challenging thing was always as a teacher I, I believe that I I always want to find this um, the light, you know, the positive light, and which I am sure myself struggled as well when I was younger. You know, I start training pretty young, just you know, all for us, and I went to the conservatory pretty young. But at some point early on, I started to, like, I never had idea of, like, I I was very sure that I was going to be a pianist from very beginning. But it was always this uh, why. You know, like, why do I keep on going? You know, why do I love it? And I'm always asking why. And it's kind of leading me to places. And I see that some of my children, you know, very young students now are teenagers and they're still uh, disciplined. You know, they are still practicing. And despite, you know, they would say a lot of their friends have already stopped and uh, and they are not, you know, practicing hours, hours, but they want to continue on. And it's also the why, you know, so I think, uh, and even class, you know, professional musicians, like friends of ours, sometimes when we keep on going, working so hard, there's always this why that I, you know, so I think the podcast also gave us a chance to connect with so many musicians or pianists of, of worldwide to ask their why's. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's been a very sure. positive. And I, I also wanted to connect the classical musicians to the audience as an audience of the podcast, but also literally like parents of the students I dealt with or mm. I used to deal with, like, this is what it takes. This is yeah. their story. But also, I also want the classical pianists to realize you have to come out of your own world mm. to reach out to the audience sure. that they have no clue. But if you tell them or teach them or demonstrate yep. them in such a way that there are so many opportunities exactly. down the road or right. performance, right. but you, can't, you have to engage them. You have to engage with your audience, right? That's kind of a it word or sentence these days, yep. engaging in audience. So, uh, yeah, that's what what I realized and I, that's the reason what I wanted to why I wanted to do I think it's the both sides it, it, I think before pandemic everybody got was in a very comfortable place you got used to that comfort zone mm. then you, pandemic taught us like you gotta come out of your you know comfort, comfort zone, zone and yeah and reach out more people and communicate and create start creating more much you know meaningful relationship or much bigger um, community. That's what I felt. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about all the guests we invited so far? I mean, we have actually quite a, you know, roster Rocket. of. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, so many, right? So, uh, so many of our um, guests that we really just met via social media, which is something I feel that's kind of new, you know, for and I. Again, sometimes I do get, you know, trapped into this. I have this idea that classical musicians were were a little more, we're a little old fashioned, you know, like we like to hide in the practice room, just practice. And But I think through this journey of podcasting and connecting with our audience and 
uh, I mean, even just the most recent episode uh, with um, Constantine, you know, where yeah, Claudia Constantine, yeah, that's that was... right. And he is showing us his um, uh, Bordonian, right? Mm-hmm. And the piano, that's quite cool. And the uh, uh, Black Box, that's mm-hmm. definitely a fun episode, especially mm-hmm. when we were able to connect with uh, Ray, you know, Remag. And mm-hmm. you know, so, but again but so many and the the new episode that's coming up this coming monday with mm-hmm. uh, dr nukan from NYU. oh my gosh i was so <laughs> honored to have her to to have a chance to speak to her and mm-hmm. so so let's just talk about the social media mm. perspective so actually how we found people through social media started from who frederick chu yes yeah, That's right. right? Yes. I, before then, we had some sort of personal connections. Yes. Then, um, but Mr. Frederick Chu, I think Eric knew him. I mm-hmm. mean, he studied with him once, but that was like a long, long time, time ago. ago, and it was right. just a master class. So he wasn't sure, you know, Frederick would remember him. Right. So then we just got in touch with him somehow oh creating a playlist yes yes i think and then he was like oh and then you know thank you then that kind of started the conversation so yeah i think that's how we started and then since then we have quite a even uh first episode of this season jeffrey mm-hmm. beagle mr beagle of course. He, i got in touch with him through mm-hmm. social media yep yeah and so since then we have quite a lot of people who you know we never knew of them but through social media especially instagram like watching them play just i was basically following hashtags Mm -hmm. like um a pianist or pianist's life or one of those hashtags and i i discovered quite a few pianists Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's not only showing that, you know, social media can be done and also, you know, these amazing, amazing pianists who is really like, you know, up there, but yet they are still open mind enough to be Mm -hmm. connected with this relatively young platform, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think of social media as, you know, young people's, but it's really, it's just a you know, I think all of us have the tools and that is um, mm-hmm. really the positive side of mm. all of it, right? So, yeah, this social media, there it comes with bad, good and bad. And mm-hmm. then if you just focus on bad, it's really exhausting right. and daunting thing to do. And there are so many, uh, um, even if I, I have been lately quite active on Facebook Mm -hmm. just because of my business side of the things that I want to do and there there are so many weird messages that I get so I have to filter but that's just comes with this whole thing of social network but but if you use it in such a way that it brings us so many positive things what do you think was the common denominator Mm. among guests that we brought what sort of things you hear heard in common you know although we interviewed so many different people from you know from all over the world literally and Mm -hmm. some are psychologists some are practicing mindfulness some are practicing some are you know uh, concert artists who you know have been performing constantly or some are recording artists Mm -hmm. and 
So what do you think was the common denominator? Like, what was the reason we invited? What, what attracted us, you know? Well, our goal is to interview someone that is, you know, not only a musician, but also someone breaking new grounds, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think that is one thing that I experienced, uh, you know, talking with, you know, again, it's very much an honor and um, mm -hmm. to really learn from them that, you know, uh, I, I, to me, I realized it doesn't matter how famous or big or how, you know, and they are such warm people and they're mm -hmm. just so genuine, you know, mm -hmm. like amazing is amazing people that, right. so that is, uh, and then also, you know, the being able to be living in the modern world, you know, connecting mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. uh, via these platforms that we're on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also I heard stories of struggles mm. and challenges too Absolutely. with each guest and you know, not only this the COVID period of time yeah. and i guess everybody really struggled because their performance opportunities were stripped away but mm. during that time all these artists that we interviewed they were able to or they struggled but they found another passion project yes and that uh, actually brought their artistic expression to yeah. another level, you know? That was quite inspiring. And also, I think, to me, the common denominator I found was their passion. Mm. It's not really about ability. Mm. You, you also, of course, have to have the ability. But more than talent, I think they they because of the passion they they had the reason they have the reason of hard work they have the reason to practice hard or create something new or and i also remember uh ming kwan uh, mm -hmm. dr ming yeah, kwan yeah i was just gonna say yeah yeah mentioned about mission yeah it, it's not about just loving you know mu this musical instrument or music but mm -hmm. you have to have the mission like That's what is true. your mission and that really spoke to me huh that is very interesting so yeah i think also part of this bringing back you know bringing things back um min kuang was um you know one alexandra uh lee i think mm. was another pianist i've interviewed that you know, it's like a nonprofit. It's mm -hmm. part of uh, their mission as well. You know, aside from being this concert artist mm -hmm. that they are, and yeah, and the, you know, again, P Professor Min that she created this project, um, American Beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And then she had all these art uh, composers writing new composition, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, celebrating instead of in uh, you know again. Uh, us being foreigners, being international, you know, mm -hmm. crowd that we understand that th there has been some bad things happening in the world. And then mm -hmm. absolutely. But instead of just complaining about it, you know, mm -hmm. we can do something to mm -hmm. perhaps, um, ins you know, ins like inspire the world to see the brighter side of it and, you know, taking some actions to to change, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that I, I found very meaningful. I have been very blessed to have all these guests who are willing to were willing to be on the show and more Absolutely. to come right. and more exciting guests to come. And plus, uh, I'm very grateful for you, Clara, 
and to sticking with me and to be here. And and I, I'm hoping that we can continue this for a long yes. time and yes. uh, it, with our own tempo. But mm -hmm. um, I I have I have a plan for the summer with this piano pot too, so that's okay. to be continued. What are so far the challenges you think? You know, when we approach any sort of project, I'm sure there is always the up and down side. You know, mm -hmm. it, it nothing is if everything is playing, then it's there's no fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, I feel like the challenges for you know, our podcasting, and I was thinking quite hard on this. And honestly speaking, I do, you know, Yukimi does so much work in our, you know, project, and it's really inspiring. But for me, sometimes I am a type of person that I do enjoy fresh ideas. Sometimes, you know, when we have a format, so that sometimes it's a little hard for me to stick, stick with it, but I also find that's actually a, a way that actually works really well, you know, mm. especially with our project. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's one thing that I, I wouldn't call it struggling, but, you know, as um, some of the audience probably could see, I don't know if you do follow our, like I used to do a lot more social media stuff, you know, uh, content and then, but then, once in a while, I would back off a little because when the when I don't have fresh ideas, I don't like to post. <laughs> so I feel bad for you, Kimi, but she just pick up all the, you know, but she, she is amazing. I mean, you're really amazing that um, I, I like your, you know, your way of approaching things, you know, we just keep on going. So, yeah, I think in that way that we are balancing each other out for sure. What about you? What do you think? Our challenge would be I all the things that I spend time with editing and finding guests and creating content, writing scripts, um, writing newsletters, sure. writing a lot of writing. And yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize how much I love writing. Mm. And also, yeah, so any tedious work I do. I am enjoying it actually. Mm. And I guess that's how much I love doing this show. Sure. Yeah. However, the challenges always, always would be social media, right? right? I mean, as I said, I just, just talked about positive and negative and I try not to sound negative, but I think social media to be consistent, you really have to plan your week, mm -hmm. you know, ahead of time and when you want to post, and what do you want to post? And I'm also creating all the content, like the writing part of the social media ahead mm. of time, mm -hmm. uh, even creating hashtags and everything is. So it was when, when I post it, it's just a matter of cut and paste so right. that I don't have to create it on the spot. Right. And um, I don't know if it's working or not, but at the same time, because it's of done. that, I was able to, Con contact with other artists so Absolutely. in that sense to establish the presence of, yes. or profile of uh, of in social media Absolutely. it's it's been rewarding but i wouldn't say it's the best thing ever i hate it I'm, honestly right. i it's it's I a mean, really daunting task sure and then you know i can't uh, i don't deny it mm -hmm. yeah yeah but, i know the consistency that you keeping mm -hmm. It's that's really the positive side, you know. I, yeah. 
I mean, we talk about this a lot. Like mm-hmm. for me, when I used to be doing it quite a bit, sometimes on one day I would spend hours and hours. And then mm-hmm. if I can't come up with something fresh, mm-hmm. then I get so beat up and then I just don't want to do anything for a couple of few days, you know? So these sort of things are also not great. And that's, I think, one thing I'm learning, you know, mm-hmm. from working with you with the podcast that sometimes it's just like as a pianist, you know, some days are good days. Like if we talk to our students, exactly. Some days you want to practice so much. Some days you don't feel like it, but you push yourself anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Because with piano playing, it's just, it's a lifelong event. So yeah. I think yeah. this is the same thing. Yeah. So, so you don't want to, you really want to minimize the ups and downs, exactly. you know? And um, otherwise, I think that's what happens with, to me, that's what happens with celebrities or Hollywood, mm. right? Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, we just had this thing of Oscars, that big mm. drama slapping and everything. And the person who won the Oscar, he was the one who caused this problem. And mm. then, so it's like good and the best of the best in in his whole life, entire life happened. And the worst thing in his life happened at the same time, mm. like in a split second, like simultaneously I can't even imagine it you know that's a very hard way to live mm-hmm. and having to be consistent even good and bad we go through this waves of good and bad but we want to ha- minimize the differences right otherwise it's just extremely difficult to live mm. and yeah I'm just saying this because it, it just happened like this past weekend so sure anyways um but uh, yeah, that's that social media has been a really drama for me. But mm. other than that, all the things I do, I love and uh, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm, to me, I'm so happy. Uh, I am sticking to it. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. So well, let's now talk about the lessons we learned from doing this cup podcast, especially during this COVID time. The I don't know about you, but going into COVID was not really difficult for me. Right. Because I felt like everybody was going through this bad situation together. Mm. I mean, bad things happen in life. And then I have plenty of bad or really, you know, tragic things to happen to me. But that time I was alone. Mm. But this... COVID situation. Um, I know there are some families went through some tragedies and I can't even think of what they're going through right now. So I, I'm not taking this very lightly. Mm. But as I was getting into this COVID, I just, I felt like I wasn't alone. Everybody is on the same boat. Everybody was confused. Right. And a lot of us lost jobs. And during lockdown, as anybody else. Right. There were a period of time of reflection. Mm-hmm. So what I, have I done? What, what I'm going to do from now? Right. And the, the, especially the change was happening so quickly during the mm-hmm. COVID with this, you know, how we even do this uh, podcast together is everything is mm-hmm. online and right. things are changing so rapidly. I realized that. Uh, during COVID and but everybody was on the lockdown and only thing I could do was to take classes and learn more about different things and I I discovered so many different things during that time Mm -hmm. 
So it's been great, but also it's been challenging. So now you're coming out of COVID. What have I done this past two years? Okay, I have this wonderful podcast I created. I'm very proud of it. And of course, I created with my teammate, you know, Eric and um, and Clara, of course. And you guys have been such a great support and team. And also you are part, like we are teammates. I'm not just doing this alone. So, but then now what? You know, that's that has been quite a big big question for me Mm. and um i want to go i'm seeing where i want to go but Mm. it's gonna be a big 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 journey you know yeah for sure absolutely especially i think for both of us you know we had one common thing we both became american citizens during (laughs) During this time i know during this time which is uh in a way you know it's um yeah now we have it and we it almost Mm. doesn't feel like that big but for years that was like one you know as musicians especially or artists you know that's Mm -hmm. in the foreigner obviously Mm -hmm. that we fight so hard and it's Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's really one thing to prove to the world that Mm -hmm. i am capable of doing what i do because then it has to gain me a new citizenship you know which is a a quite a a interesting thing you know we don't really think about it so for Mm -hmm. me yeah i mean the beginning of pandemic yeah like you know you said that was not difficult um not too difficult i I think especially personally i kind of had a tough year the year before the pandemic and Mm. so which you know brought me to a meditation uh, retreat center upstate Mm. uh, right before the pandemic even started so which was my first time you know i was um I went to this mountain to just like calm my mind rather than, you know, normally Mm -hmm. I travel quite a bit. And so when the pandemic first happened, I remember this, I had a concert at Lower East Side and the next day, basically the world kind of like went into a pause and I Mm -hmm. had this brief movement and I was like, am I going to be okay? You know, I'm like, are my students are going to like continue online? Like, is this even, you know, a lot of our students are still relatively young right at that mm-hmm. time but uh, what i i guess was very amazed um in the very beginning i would say that uh, mm-hmm. maybe 95 percent of my students just switched to online automatically you know except mm-hmm. a few like i have a few students that are over 80 years old and they they really had a little hard time with technology and the you know they went to their house up in the mountain so which is understandable but mm-hmm. and uh, so that was and then you know i was also very involved with volunteering in this um uh, personal development world as so i was doing i was you know it was it was kind of cool also in a way that i am a person that's very active you know before mm-hmm. pandemic i'm just out like 24 7 you know i only come back to sleep basically you know or practice i guess uh, so it was a way for me to kind of just quiet down for a little bit. And yet I was still, you know, but then I I, I started to feel like, you know, this year, 2022 is my finally my year of reflecting. After I came back from Europe last year, I started to realize, great, I'm busy. I've been busy my whole entire life. And then what? You know, it's like so. I, 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 I'm actually appreciating this time. I, I, I'm forcing myself to work not as 
crazy hours as I, you know, used to. Uh, it's, uh, it, I guess it used to be sort of a norm or a comforting, you know, I, I always call myself workaholic and everything. And so this is, a, you know, so I, I think that's one main thing for me uh, that I learned. I can be happy not going out to a million places, doing a million things all the time. And I can be happy to just have a calmer life for a little, mm. you know, for a little change. Obviously, it's not going to be forever, but mm. I'm appreciating this experience, this new experience, you know, mm. so. Hey, I think our audience wants to know who mm. Clara is, like, really. So <laughs> <laughs> what's right. your personal story? Is it um, any challenges in your life or success or hobbies? Mm. Oh, any, any, I don't know, trivia. Uh, right, like interesting. Right. Sorry, hidden talent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love to eat very spicy food. <laughs> I noticed that when we went to the restaurant, she's like, you know, pouring all these hot spices over. In uh, it was already a hot, spicy meal. It was a Thai food, and I was like, whoa, girl. Well, you know, I again, I am not shy of sharing myself, and sometimes uh, I, I almost feel like I. That's one thing I have to learn to um you know as this platform that we are bringing in mm -hmm. the podcast and as much as it's uh you know it's fun engaging but uh, because i think that you know you had the communication background where i kind i never had this training but mm -hmm. it's kind of just uh well i mean i take a lot of the courses so i realized one thing i had to sort of uh, learn is not to um well, how do I put this? You know, I so again, one thing I learned is that for me, some people when they are shy, they stop talking. For mm. me, if I'm a little uncomfortable in a situation or if I'm shy from something, then I start to talk so much. Which is something I had to learn to watch out, you know, during our interviews. Some, you know, especially some I really, really, you know, like admire and I feel like, oh my gosh. And then I start to go on, on, on so that was a very interesting thing that I learned about myself which um, I, I find that to be kind of a fun as well you know just we have to um, learn about ourselves but what I do you know I am you know so everybody has known uh, I'm a pianist and classically trained and uh, I grew up in China and I moved uh to the United States, uh, Topeka, Kansas, actually, when I was 17 years old, uh, after I came to the East Coast on a 10 days tour, or 12, I guess 14 days tour, we played 10 concerts, um, you know, and including traveling. So it was a it was a fun experience, but I didn't speak English. And uh, I just happened to meet this teacher and who gave me a scholarship. And then so I thought, all right, why not, you know? Uh, so that was the beginning. And then, you know, eventually I always sort of knew I want to move to New York. And so right after graduating, I, I got a full-time gig and I moved here. And that was um, a cool thing. You know, again, I'm someone who always feel like I'm very blessed with what I have in life. And so I do think a lot of thing, good things has happened. And, uh, you know, I met Yukimi really not long after I moved to New York. And we have had this um really beautiful dear friendship that really inspired me to keep on going and eventually you know all the up 
opening up my own business as a piano teacher and performing and uh, you know not podcasting mm -hmm. so yeah that's basically um where i am and uh still where i you know that i i think it's an ongoing exploration it's mm -hmm. uh you know being a classical musician really i i think we will retire the day we leave the world maybe mm -hmm. even more you know yesterday i was box 337th birthday mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, <laughs> my mm -hmm. students were all so excited we have this little box you know statue here so it's really i i find it to be a privilege to be a classical musician you know living a life this way mm. so yeah what about you yukimi uh wow that's a deep into your um conversation <laughs> uh so i was gonna really just say something really light but um to me i'm uh i guess i hardly talk about myself but mm -hmm. that's why you know the other day we had a piano salon at clara's home beautiful studio and we i got to play on you know clara's beautiful steinway piano and there were some really nice clara's friends came and we were able to play and we were able to talk about music that was very nice and then that's you know people ask so you know people usually think are you japanese or your last name sounds really different is that a stage name because you're a musician that's why you use your last name song actually no then then i started talking about my identity you know i'm korean but i was born in japan then you know all the stuff and then clara's like you know i really never knew who you really what your nationality was until we started the podcast right. so i hardly talk about myself uh, because even just explain that portion of my life takes about 10 minutes so i'm like <laughs> i try to stay away i'm just like make it really simplified and so i mean without make things too complicated so there's a book called pachinko it's a mm. novel uh somebody gifted me um but it's it's about my background nationality so i'm still not being able to read it because i i think i'm gonna see what my mom mother's generation my parents generation or my mm -hmm. grandparents generation went through my uncle you right. know or my friends uh, my uncle's friend or my my father's size of friends went through and i know the fact because i've seen them I and see. even so all these things will kind of affect generations to come you know For sure. yeah yeah so my thing was yeah i was blessed but also it was i mean it's it's been a hard work honestly yeah. uh i i did a lot of impossible things mm -hmm. so to share that sometimes you you really have to be careful what you share you know as you said um yeah. so i tried to keep it to myself but I guess if you want to find out my parents' generation went through, you can read the book. And I think it's becoming a movie. Um, mm. uh, so, but that doesn't mean my parents owned a pachinko store. It's a gambling place. Mm, 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 but no, my my parents never did uh, went into that route, uh, thankfully. But um, we, they they had plenty of stories i mean they're both passed away but they both passed away a long time ago but mm. uh, stories where they went through some you know quite tough tough things and right. yeah so 
I, without being too deep and dark into this story, but I am so grateful for uh, where I am and mm -hmm. just green, getting a green card was so in incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I citizenship <laughs> just came. The you know U.S. citizenship just came like this. Of course, of course. And I was like, "Is that it, really?" Yeah. So, but I am very grateful, and mm -hmm. I uh, I look forward to more opportunities and more opportunities to come from this uh, podcasting and yes. meeting more people. So, yeah. to end this part of this conversation, I want to tell you about mm, hobby. So, 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 yeah, let's end on a uh, positive note. So, Clara, what is your hobby? Uh, well, I, I do enjoy motivational speak, speaking, you know, or um, personal development work. So that's one thing I would um, sort of call it as hobby. <laughs> I, um, I dance ballet recreationally. So I tell everybody I am only 20 years my this is my 20th year as an introductory to ballet student <laughs> so that's also <laughs> another thing I do on the side so yeah. what about you I have uh my biggest hobby would be yoga mm. although lately I'm a little sluggish and I also love Pilates but uh those two I got to the point where I was kind of Intermediate, I, I would say. Well, yoga, I became quite uh, advanced, but now these days I work out from home, so um, I'm a little sluggish, but I love yoga. I love Pilates. Those are my two hobbies. And I also love cooking, although I am terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, so that's not true. Wait, it I is true. your food. No, no, I, but I'm, I'm not good at it. But I love, there's something about the process that comforts me. It used to be very uh, big stress, you mm. know, but now these days cooking is. Um, so, and, oh, I want to tell you something. Another new discovery, for now it's a hobby, is crypto and N NFTs. NFT, right? Yeah. I know, Web3. Hey, folks, Web3 is coming, and then uh, we really have to be educated with this. And then there is a lot of, you know, resistance or stigma. But remember when the internet came, right? Yeah. I remember what people would say. Why? You can buy things without going to the store and somehow going into the computer and buy stuff. But hello, we, 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 every single person has Amazon account and Amazon <laughs> Prime, you know? And uh, so... Those things we, you know, have this resistance, but actually things are really moving forward and advanced. And so I'm hoping to learn yeah. more about NFTs because NFT may help musicians to have more ownership of That's creation. True. Right. So I am still new to this idea, and but I'm part of this uh, community, online community, and there's... Um, Eventually, I want to invite the uh, cre uh, creator or director of this community and to talk more about uh, crypto. And you have to know, have the knowledge of crypto in order for you to have the knowledge or experience with NFTs. Mm. So, I, um, yeah, I want to invite her eventually. We'll see how Hopefully it goes. Hopefully next but, season, right? We'll yeah, have yeah, yeah. 
uh, guests coming to our show. Yeah, but th- don't get me wrong. There are a lot of scammers out there, but scammers are out there for anything. Even mm. like I got an email from today from, oh, I want to s- give out my piano. I h- Have you oh, gotten yes, these I emails? Yes. <laughs> I know, right? But they look real people, but they are not. So scammers are everywhere. So you just have to be educated, knowledgeable and open minded. So yeah, that's that's my hobby. That's Anyways. right. Yeah, yeah. So, Clara, any encouraging words to the audience? Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking that I think I think one thing is that if we're not sure of something, just do it. You know, just try it and do it. You know, that's really taking the action is uh, is everything, right? And a lot of times we are, um, you know, again, it's nothing bad of being a musician, but that means we were also taught to be very disciplined from early mm-hmm. on and we tend to become more more or less a perfectionist you know mm-hmm. and i can even see it from some young student that well i think one huge thing i learned that sometimes it's really not about like being the best you know which we often strive for but mm-hmm. it's really if we are just be, being willing to put ourselves out there and mm-hmm. just keep on going you know mm-hmm. and that's yeah yeah what do you think oh i agree i think just try it exactly and we you we really don't know who we are until you we try it right and we just get stuck in our own ideas especially classical musicians because mm-hmm. we're so self-critical which yes. is sort of important you don't want to be oh it's oh i'm great of course doesn't work that way but However, you really don't know until you try it to see what you got, what it takes, you know. So I think uh, that's a that's a very good good advice, and I conquer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, you know. Again, like another thing, I I feel like that I have been thinking quite a bit, you know, in the last uh, some years, you know. But it's don't always say no first, you know, which mm. I I do think we do we have this tendency right like mm. Mm, you know we have different teachers and different methods we go through but again it's the sometimes we are more like we're we're trying to be safe you know it's like for, say if we're going to play a recital and we mm. normally don't want to play something we're not like a hundred percent sure yet until it's like 300% sure. Mm, mm. But, you know, and that was also my thing, you know, when I was younger, mm. but then little by little, as I grew older and older, I started to do a lot more um, informal concerts, which I could not even imagine, you know, when I was younger, I just so many concerts I play and it doesn't matter if I'm playing in a nursing home or, you know, playing in the 3000, you know, audience, uh, auditorium or concert hall that I always felt like if it's not perfect I should not play which is something I learned to almost respect myself it doesn't have you know it's not that it, if it's not like you know for for me I I used to not perform anything if it's not memorized but then I had this teacher in grad school and she was very um, um, amazing in playing uh, contemporary music and so mm-hmm. she says if you have to spend that much extra time to memorize versus mm-hmm. if you can pl- learn to play all these other pieces with you know music 
what is wrong with playing with music you know mm-hmm. and these days that we have the technology like ipad for example mm-hmm. and i i think that's sort of a new thing that i have uh, adopted to mm-hmm. to to appreciate and then mm-hmm. you know accept and mm-hmm. it's okay i yeah. don't have to be a pianist who memorize everything and mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know we can still bring mm-hmm. beautiful music to the world sure definitely yeah. that's a that's a great message yeah well, so you can you tell us there's any uh, promo that we you know we could do for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, okay, I am obviously a pianist, but I love to teach. So, mm-hmm. but I teach students who can commit. Mm. Doesn't matter what your level, their sure. level uh, are. So I have actually quite good group of students, yes. uh, young and old, mm-hmm. and one perform just performed at Carnegie Hall, who was fourteen years old. Another mm-hmm. uh, high school student, she um, you know uh, composed her own song, wrote her own song, and produced on using software like Logic Pro, very complicated audio, you know, software with her her friend, and now her songs are streaming on, you know, Apple or iTunes or Amazon, and she is her um, music is pretty much a big part of her life, Hmm. and and although she is going to go to college studying something else, but you know, music will be big part of her life, and I'm very proud, and I have an adult student who you know, who had this decades of corporate experiences and then all of a sudden he quit. But along the time, we have been doing the piano lessons and then recently he became a pilot. And he mm. was a pilot, but he was just doing the pilot thing by on his own for hobby, but he became a licensed, I mean, commercial pilot. Ah, and so all these people, then, then he plays Chopin Prelude, for example. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I have another student who just be on the show, a uh, morning TV show called Today's oh, Show. Yeah, this morning, yeah, yeah, on NBC. And then she was, her uh, artwork was displayed at the Rockefeller Center in Midtown. And uh, so she was interviewed by this news anchor. And, uh, but she actually plays piano really well, mm-hmm. you know, Chopin Etude and all that. And she is competing different competitions this year. So I love students who really find some, I, I want to help students find something in music, mm-hmm. something meaningful. And uh, it's, it, so which means piano lessons could be quite intense sometimes. Yes. And that's, that's my personality too. But, you know, I want to help them, you know, to find what music means to them. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a goal as a piano teacher. But also I want to, I am starting to coach piano teachers too. Mm-hmm. And how, you're going to establish your own piano studios. How are you going to market yourself? How are you going to combat with some impossible parents? <laughs> or how do, are you going to write, you know, studio policies, for example, or so many other things. What are the li- piano literature out there? I am very good at that. Or how are you going to teach technique? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you going to teach students per students like this different students has different abilities what are the resources out there to help students let's say to prepare for big performance and mm-hmm. how are you going to prepare how are you going to how are you going to prepare your students to be to be able to play on the stage in the flow 
and Absolutely. I can help. I want to help, uh, you know, music teachers, piano teachers, with to equip. So I, I am doing that. So if you, if, whoever wants my help, please uh, let me know. And also, obviously, I want to make this platform of podcast to much mm-hmm. bigger eventually, okay. and uh, inviting more guest speakers, and eventually having to have this a week of seminars where musicians or piano teachers or pianists can equip financially, you know, and one, one big lesson COVID taught us mm-hmm. would be the finance, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I want to bring those uh, expertise, experts to teach us and also mental wellness and mm-hmm. marketing, for example. So I want to really develop that sort of uh, platform eventually. Yeah, that's my promo. How about you, Clara? And don't forget to check out www.yukimisong.com, right? Is it your... Yeah, yeah, and then yukimisongstudio.com. Both, both, both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. That's amazing. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that, Yukimi. Yeah, for me, you know, I I, am sure most of the audience uh, have come to know that uh, I I don't have a namesake, you know, after me for my studio, but my Mm -hmm. studio is called Rational Music Studios. Mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, again, rationalmusicstudios.com is my website. And, uh, you know, I I started my uh, my, uh, studio, my teaching studio really you know, it came from this uh, philosoph- philosophical standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I guess it was sort of, a, I wouldn't call it obsession, but it was something that I, I always loved box music uh, mm-hmm. from early on. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up, it was almost, I was kind of shy to even talk about it because it was not cool enough. It was not like Rahmatinov. It was not mm. like screw up and you know it was not the most flashy um, you know contemporary things. But um yeah as I grow through life I just I, I had this sort of uh you know as musicians we do obviously have to work very hard and then we obviously have to have some talent but I always you know feel that uh, you know, it's it's a it's a sort of a new discovery, I guess, between ourselves and from our students and from the generation above us or below that we see that, you know, like for me, sometimes I I do get these uh, you know people who are not musicians may say, oh, you're talented, or you know, and then mm-hmm. and my teacher and I still talk about this, but talent is only just two percent. What mm-hmm. is you know, sure, if you can. If you're not tone deaf, <laughs> if you have ten fingers, and you can, you know, understand, you have some certain um, uh, emotional ability to understand that you are basically talented, you know that. Mm-hmm. But yet, the hard work really mm-hmm. comes. Mm-hmm. So I, I always kind of mix with the philosophy and box, you know, mm-hmm. uh, way of uh, living. You know, I read all of his biography. So yeah, so that's where I started my teaching studio and. Uh, Again, I, I feel very blessed that, you know, I guess one thing about my students, they, they tend to stay very long term. Um, uh, and some of them have been, you know, have a, a couple of 80 years old and one of them he's been trained for over 65 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, we just found his journey from 1947. So now oh, my he's goodness. Been, oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's been trained for about each longer than that. And the dedication they have, you know, he was never a professional pianist, but, you know, he plays Chopin etudes and, uh, um, or, uh, 
movie music or you know whatever Bach and it, it, to me it's inspiration to be able to mm. connect with them you know like and then obviously I also have very little student you know I talked about the one four-year-old now it's six years old you know mm. and, and yet we did two over two years online and it's one hour lesson grueling with this age that I'm very inspired right and mm. then I also have some students that are you know, they obviously, piano is not the most biggest part of their life, mm -hmm. but it can, it continue with them. Like one mm -hmm. student, he was like, I'm sure everybody knows everybody, except they don't know me. He would have his lesson like nine or 10 o'clock at night. He's graduating from pre-medical school and mm -hmm. he got like almost full score into medical school. And after all these years, and you know, because of the pandemic, he actually had to move back home, which allowed him to continue lessons because mm. his sister studies and he was like you know i feel like piano is the most interesting thing in my life right now mm. you know mm. th those are the inspiring you know stories and then a lot of high schoolers you know again they they, they they're often asking me you know they are you know it the the, the week you know weekly week a lot of the kids that i teach they don't take breaks at all so if mm. there are 52 weeks in a year they would take 52 lessons you know and that is something that almost drives me forward as well mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if they are you know super good in a lot of other pursuit but this is something almost like mm -hmm. fundamental that mm -hmm. grounds us and so yeah so that's oh, obviously that's the podcast and the, i've been very blessed to be having mm -hmm. And then also one last thing is that uh, as of last week, uh, we start this, we mm. restarted my concert series at mm. Russian Music, you know, mm. with Mr. Stanway here. So mm. every, so for those uh, musician friends or, you know, anyone that's interested, mm. please contact us. And we're going to have uh, every last Friday of the month, we will have mm. a Russian Music Salon. So mm. we will be Wonderful. playing for each other and have yeah. some beautiful wine and good yeah. time. Uh, yeah. We want to show you five basic steps to start a podcast five simple steps really simple so step number one what is it clara message what is the message that you want to bring exactly what is it so important to you why do you want to start a podcast show right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. what's the problem mm -hmm. what is the problem for us what was the problem clara well, what is what are the top you know experience of our for us? We we want to connect you know mm -hmm. with uh, the different audience from mm -hmm. different part of the world, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and the, we we want to continue our teaching, but with also you know a fresh understanding you know mm -hmm. from different aspect. Yeah, sure, sure. And the solution was the podcasting. Then what what's so unique about us was bringing the groundbreakers That's of right. our industry into this podcast show not not there because yes classical music is traditional very traditional conservatory teaching is traditional but people have different aspects and experiences so that's what we wanted to bring that's, all right yeah then, then step number two is audience, audience. that's right. right so who are our audience or who is your audience if you're getting ready to start your own journey in the, as a podcast host and uh, also the styles right it's mm -hmm. uh, do we want to have uh, you know again we are 
both, I think, very into podcasting, listening as an audience ourselves, right? So there are very casual, uh, you know, conversational uh, podcasting, mm -hmm. and there are also much more serious formal, you know, and mm -hmm. I love both, you know, personally, me, but yeah. you me have to... too, depending on the, you know, uh, how you want to carry the message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And number three? Format. That's right. Yeah. Format is so important. So what is format? So what, what's the length? How often do you want to do? That's right. right. And uh, yeah, those things. So that's something that you, you have to decide. Mm -hmm. Right. And once now, you decide, you yeah. commit to it, you know. Exactly. And... But although we went through some changes, right. right, depending on what the audience wanted, how the audience wanted to listen to us. So mm -hmm. sometimes we went... We split the um, episode in half. Sometimes we didn't, so we're still figuring out. But that's something something that I guess we change along the way. But format is important. And Clara, what is number four? Step number four: branding. Mm. Uh, so we have to have your name. You know, mm. I remember when we gave our name the piano pad, and then mm -hmm. the three of us were thinking and. Mm -hmm. I think I was in Jersey Shore that day. And I was just like, all right, let's do it. You know, yeah. it was really cool. And the music. Mm -hmm. So for our music, um, uh -huh. you know, Eric actually wrote our theme song. And yes. and that was beautiful. And yeah. logo, you know, mm -hmm. and that was so many choices. I remember, you know, you're so good with researching and uh, we just stick with it. And it mm -hmm. was, uh, it was beautiful, really. Yeah, became uh, our logo. Yeah. So. That's right. And then... What is our number five, Yukimi? Step number five is uh, technology or, yeah. So that comes with the, all the gears we have. So Clara has really nice microphone. What is that brand? Uh, the Blue Yeti, even though. Oh, it's yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice one. I have this one. I, mm -hmm. I got, got this whole set with the headphones uh, mm -hmm. from Amazon. It was cheap. But it, it works, so it's, oh, it's it okay. Oh, very professional. Yeah. And so then, we have to learn, you know? Yeah, exactly. And plus, we also have to find a podcasting a hot hosting platforms and uh, we kind of ex uh, went through uh, uh, tried to figure out which platforms work best, best for us and then right. so far Simplecast is working that's so. right and mm -hmm. we are really appreciating every time when we check our data you know from mm -hmm. our audience from the world and they really um it brings this warm feeling, you know, that mm -hmm. the hard work is being paid when we see different mm -hmm. audience from different parts of the world um, mm -hmm. that listen to us. So. I know, I know. Yeah, so it's great. So with this hosting platform, you can broadcast to your platform, uh, uh, podcast to iTunes, to, um, you know, uh, what is it, Amazon, to uh -huh. you know, Spotify. Audible, Spotify. Mm -hmm. That's right, that's right. iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. um, Pandora, mm -hmm. right? Those are, you know, some of the top, top. And Google, I think mm -hmm. there's a Google mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. podcast. And mm -hmm. there are probably many more. You know, I remember one time we did a research and uh, we found out even just that one research. And this is a year and a half ago. It's like mm -hmm. a, at least 30 something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're yeah. out there. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, these five steps. So let me just review. What's the first one? Message. Message. Second one. Audience. Audience. Number three. Format. Format. 
Number right. four, branding. branding. Yeah. Number five, technology. And hosting platform. Yes, that's right. So oh. that's all it takes. Easy peasy. That's mm -hmm. right. So that concludes this episode of the Piano Pod, everyone. Thank you to our wonderful audience and fans for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review on whatever podcasting platform you use. If you're watching us on YouTube, remember to hit the thumbs up button and be sure to subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. The links are in the description below. That's right. If you're interested in being the guest or recommending someone to be on our show as a guest, or if you like to sponsor, collaborate with us, or should I, you know, or even giving us some uh, ideas, new ideas, inspiration, uh, or even criticism, you know, we welcome <laughs> them all, really. Yes. Shoot us an email at uh, pianopodnyc at gmail.com or send us a DM via social media. Yes, so we'll see you for the next episode of the Piano Pod. Bye, everyone. Ciao.